Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. The only podcast that combines teachers having an honest conversation over a couple of beers. Classroom Brew is associated with hashtag teacher pods. Be sure to check out other great podcasts around the world today. Hey, it's episode 43. Almost there. Almost to an entire year of Classroom Brew. Before I move any further, make sure you check out hashtag TeacherPods as well as at Classroom Brew on Twitter and Instagram where you can interact with us, be on the show if you want to, get important updates and all of that good stuff. We also have ClassroomBrew at gmail.com if you want to reach us by email. We are featured on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Podbean, Podknife, and any other place that you can find your favorite podcasts. And then the last piece of business is to make sure that you rate and review. Well, actually, I guess you could just rate, whatever. Assign a star, whatever it may be. Hopefully five, we'll see, in your favorite podcast app. So if you're in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, that really helps out. That's one of the biggest platforms for podcasts. So if you could rate in there, that would really help me out. And of course, spread the word to your friends, colleagues, coworkers, whoever it may be. As you know, a few weeks ago, I was at an AP conference in Plainfield. It was called APSI. We're at Plainfield North High School, which is a beautiful building, by the way. Oh, my God. And at that conference, we were talking about the disparity in time frames for students that are about to take the AP test. For example, Chicago Public Schools starts one month later than your average suburban school. And when you can't have a different testing date unless you miss it for an extenuating circumstance, everyone is testing in May on the AP exam. But it was disconcerting because those CPS kids that already have a number of different disadvantages, such as a feeder school that didn't quite prepare them, different family lives, whatever it may be, where they're already up against the wall or fighting an uphill battle, whether it's school funding, predisposition or environment, whatever it may be, and then add on to it the fact that they're getting a late start. And I know some schools start preparing their students for AP courses the summer before, like they might have like a chapter or two to read. So let's just say you're about a month and a half behind other schools, well, it's no wonder that they're not going to perform as well, because I want everyone that takes the test. Well, I want everyone to take the test, but I want everyone in a perfect world to get a three, a four, or a five, preferably fours and fives, because that's usually the only score that schools will take. There was also a point where we were talking about plagiarism, and this was where I started to think, because in the past, I've had the mindset of, it's going to hurt you in the end. So if you just copy your friend's homework or whatever, when there's no one to see it and you do a good enough job of changing around the phrasing or the wording or whatever it may be, you're going to struggle on the test because you're not practicing the skills. Because my tests are more so worried about, are more so focused on the skills rather than the memorization of different facts. Although that's part of it, to be honest with you. I do still teach history, not just literacy. But it's going to hurt you in the end. So that student that might have you know, a good grade in their daily work, but they're not practicing it, they're going to get to the test where they don't have their friend to lean on, and they're going to struggle with these other AP teachers. Some of them are veterans, and they're very talented at what they do, produce good results, or trying creative things, engaging their students on a different level. And they were talking about the lengths that they will go to to figure out if they are plagiarizing. And it might be as easy as just going to turnitin.com or whatever it is, if your school has it, or quick Google. It's not always going to be hard, but it made me think of that Instagram where the teacher like walked out during a test or a quiz or something like that and went up into the ceiling tiles, <laughs> uh, which reminds me of when I was in high school, I had a history teacher that had a water gun fight up in the ceiling tiles of our school. 
But I was thinking of the the different lengths where it's, especially nowadays when it's e- it's as easy as students just taking a picture with their phone or a screenshot or something like that. This new 21st century version of cheating and plagiarism and things that are going to actually undermine a student's development in a class. Additionally, like a month and a half ago, Betsy DeVos came out with this safety commission. And now, like, don't get me wrong. I am 100% aware that whatever safety commission to, you know, research the effects of whatever, Congress is the only group that has the power to change a law. I understand that. So I I basically see this uh, DeVos Safety Commission as kind of a a facade to show the American people we're trying to do something. We're trying to, we have some people on the job. We're going to find a solution, whatever that may be. But it's funny because when addressing school safety, apparently gun violence or talk about guns is, quote, not a part of the commission's charge per se. Will your commission look at the role of firearms as it relates to gun violence in our schools? That is not part of the commission's charge, per se. I see. So, you, um, so you're studying gun violence, but not considering the role of guns. We're actually studying school safety and how we can ensure our students are safe but, at well, school. All right, hold on. First, first things first. Aside from the fact that guns are the biggest thing threatening our school's safety lately, we saw it in the news with Parkland and other schools in more recent events. NIU and places like that. And it's not just at the high school level, it's at the collegiate level, elementary level, unfortunately. But let's let's just take a look at the, the quote itself. Talk about guns is not a part of the commission's charge per se. The word per se or the phrase per se, P-E-R-S-E, that's exactly what my students say when they're bullshitting me. Well, I didn't do my homework per se. Well, you know, I didn't cheat per se. Technically, per se, I didn't beat him up per se. I didn't get into a fight per se. I didn't spread that rumor per se. So Betsy DeVos saying that guns are not a part of the commission's charge per se is the same thing as her. She might as well just say, well, it's not a safety commission per se. Again, I I realize that they are not Congress. I realize that she doesn't have as much power as people may think. Now, I get that it is possible that she just doesn't want to get entrenched in a Second Amendment gun control debate. However, I have another suspicion that maybe the reason she doesn't want to talk about guns in school is because... In Wapiti, Wyoming, I think probably there, I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school to protect from potential grizzlies. It always comes full circle. So there's that. Not to get too political, of course. (laughs) Too late. One of the biggest things that they are talking about, though, is the same argument that they were making when I was a kid. Now, granted, at this point, I'm only 25, so it hasn't been that long since they were talking about this, but they're going to focus on video games and TV. I have to look it up. I'm going to actually probably pause this and figure it out, but I don't think there was ever a link between video games, because Grand Theft Auto was the number one thing they went after, and violence in school, or watching Saving Private Ryan and Platoon or whatever they're watching nowadays for movies, that <laughs> probably just stayed to me, and violence in school, and violence in an individual. Yes, nature versus nurture. Very difficult debate to have. There's never going to be, it is always a combination of the two, but you're really going to go back to, well, it's the problem with video games and TV. It's desensitizing. Vi- really? 
That's what you're going with, the same argument. That's why I know that education seems to just keep going in this cycle of regurgitating things, recycling ideas, and putting a new name on it. That's all it is. So again, it's clearly, it's not a safety commission per se. Thanks, DeVos. And for the sake of expediency, which is probably not good when we're talking about a psychological study or scientific study, but I looked up just a few different scholarly articles about video games and TV and violence, and there is no direct causation. Sure, there's probably a correlation somewhere in some study, but there's always a core. I could correlate being late to being rich. If you show up late every single day, you will be rich. Like, anything can be a correlation. So, yeah, I'm pretty appalled that their safety commission is going to focus on the same crap that they were focusing on when I was a kid. Instead of something that's really going on, like security in schools, guns in schools. And I'm not going to get entrenched in the whole gun control debate because it's such a mess and there's so many different little parts of things that I agree with and disagree with that I'm not even going to try. But let's not pretend, is all I'm trying to say. Let's just not pretend. I guess going back to this cell phone thing, my department head and I, we found those calculator holder type of things where it's a bunch of little pouches. This one was actually designed for a cell phone, so it's a little bit bigger for, you know, your iPhone X, I, whatever it is. Yeah, iPhone X, with the big, whatever the bigger screen phones are nowadays, your Galaxy S, whatever. Which, by the way, if you, if you don't have an iPhone, change your life. <laughs> and uh, they're probably just alienated people. Hey, Apple Podcasts is the biggest source of downloads anyway, so just kidding. Um, but, but it was something that I looked into because I was thinking, you know what, I want a more definitive cell phone policy. It was kind of something that it was touch and go, I guess you could say. But I think moving into the next year, I want to be more deliberate about that. Now that I can kind of polish things and focus on improving the little intricate details that when you're in your first year, <laughs> at least in my experience, I was just trying not to drown. I was trying to get content from scratch well, not entirely from scratch. I was borrowing some things from the internet, uh, a few things from mentor teachers that I adapted, obviously. But really, you just if you're developing an entire curriculum map and pulling from different places, you just don't have time to perfect things, even if you're not 100% happy with it. So now I have some time to kind of go back through and, and figure out those small little things, like a missing work folder, a cell phone policy, Perhaps a system for students that don't have pens and pencils instead of just, yeah, give me your phone, I'll put it on my desk or whatever I was doing this past year. So I can be a little bit more deliberate about procedural things. Not that I had like bad behavior issues in my class. I think I had a pretty good year, but now I can really polish it in my second year. Oh, and how could I forget when I was at the AP conference in Plainfield, I stayed at a hotel that was nearby that was nearby, that was near a Lifetime Fitness, and there was this guy that I saw working out. I was minding my own business at a certain point. Takes off the hoodie he has on, and he has one of those like bodybuilder tank top things. And it said, and I apologize for the listeners that maybe don't like this type of language. This episode's explicit because of this part alone. Alpha as fuck was written on his bodybuilding tank top whatever that means. Now, the, it kind of made me cringe because on the mirror of this gym, it said, train like an alpha. Eh. But the best part, why it's so funny, why it stood out to me is because I remembered this guy and he walked out. He didn't put his hoodie back on when he walked out because we left at the same time. Not sure why. I guess that means that we were both training alpha, right? But he walked out and he used the automatic door, 
which isn't a problem except for the fact that he didn't touch it. It was the slowest automatic door ever, and he waited there. I had to wait behind him because the other door was being cleaned by the worker, and this guy was apparently not alpha as fuck enough to just push the door. Did he just take his energy and he's like, oh, no, I don't even have enough to push this door. I used it all in my workout. He's probably the same guy that doesn't put his weights back because he's just, oh, I just, I'm, I'm just too, too sore from that last set. I can't even put my weights back. So he just leaves like 315 on the bar for benching, which most of us can't do. So alpha is fuck. And he waits for the automatic door to slowly open. Uses automatic door and waits for it. Alpha is fuck. I wonder what he did when he got to his car. So if you guys happen to have any wake-up techniques, that would also really help me. So you can reach us at classroombrew at gmail.com or at, like the at symbol, classroombrew, no spaces on Instagram and Twitter. But how do you wake up every single morning? Because I'll be honest, I I never was late to work. The only time I kind of slept in, I woke up by chance and it was only like 30 minutes later. So I still got to work early and I was fine, which I was really happy that only happened once. But I guess I'm just sick of waking up scared from my alarm. So if you guys have any tips, this would be like the perfect time if you haven't reached out to the podcast to do that now. But if you have any like wake up strategies, I tried doing during the conference um, a couple different songs that were kind of like a gentle piano that I would kind of like, but I don't want to hate those songs because no matter what the song is, if you over listen to it, you hate it, you get sick of it. And if it's your alarm you want to throw your phone across the room because it's ruining your morning. And again, I'm just sick of waking up scared and angry. Not angry. I'm sick of waking up scared. So if you have any tips, please reach out. I realize that I spent far too long talking about alarm stuff, but it's important, right? And then I guess my parting thought for for this week's episode is I, I was watching on David Letterman's Netflix thing where he, it's called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. There was a bonus episode where Jerry Seinfeld was attempting to interview David Letterman. And of course, Letterman still turns it around to interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. I guess it was kind of like a give and take. Picture if you have two podcast hosts, they're both going to, you know, share the floor on asking questions and answering questions. But anyways, there was a moment where Jerry Seinfeld was talking about a time when he was really stressed out on a show. And he was talking to David Letterman saying, wow, these writers are just terrible and they're just they're just not doing their job. I feel like I'm pulling all my weight. Seinfeld was saying Dave's response back when this was happening was, wow, wouldn't it be weirder if they weren't, a.k.a. if they weren't awful, right? The moral of it, as they go into detail on this little Netflix show, is that no matter what, it's going to be hard. It should be hard. I agree with that. There's always going to be those struggles. There's always going to be this issue of a cell phone in school. Unfortunately, there's going to be fights in school, so safety issues, the things that we've been talking about on this episode. But I guess when I when I think about the, the moral of what David Letterman was saying to Jerry Seinfeld, wouldn't it be weirder if it wasn't awful, if it wasn't difficult? My answer is, well, yeah, I get it. It's supposed to be hard, but no, it wouldn't be any weirder. I would love it if things were just easy on a day-to-day basis with all my students. <laughs> all right, that's all I have for you guys this week. Classroom Brew is associated with hashtag teacher pods and hashtag two pods a day. Make sure you check out other great indie and teacher slash education podcasts around the world today. We are featured on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, Podbean, Podknife, 
Radio Public, TuneIn Radio. Did I mention Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, the big three? If you have not already, please make sure that you rate, review, subscribe is the biggest one, and tell your friends so that they can subscribe if you think they would be interested in this podcast, either because they're invested in education and teaching or in funny stories and they just want a good podcast to listen to. Please reach out. Thank you guys so much for supporting. Cheers and class dismissed.